A conversation about pride can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe about pride. So no matter what the conversation about pride is about, it's not for nothing. Happy Pride, y'all. Hello, I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and welcome to Not For Nothing. Today, I'm talking to, again, Ethan Howard Ham. Hello. Hello, hello. Today is the first episode of June, which that means Happy Pride Month. <laughs> this whole month, we're going to be talking about pride, LGBTQ plus pride. And you and I have started talking about pride, and it was kind of interesting, the stuff that would come up about pride for you and me specifically. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to delve into that a little bit today. But first, I want to go into a little bit of the backstory and the and the background of pride. Um, before there was the whole pride week in June, everybody around the world was doing pride in June. June is pride month. and But back in the 1950s and 1960s, um, there were several homophile organizations such as the Daughters of Belitis and the Madison Society. They were coordinated some. They coordinated some of the earliest demonstrations of the modern LGBTQ rights movement. These, uh, the Daughters of Belitis, Belitis is um, is a lesbian group. So that was all lesbians. These two organizations in particular carried out pickets called annual reminders to inform and remind Americans the LGBT people did not receive basic civil rights protections. Annual reminders began in 1965 and took, a, took place each July 4th at Independence Hall in Philadelphia. That's what they call them, annual reminders. Mm -hmm. I like annual reminder, Like, That's excuse cool. me, I'd like to remind you one, one good time that we still don't have rights. Also, I guarantee you that daughters of Bellatus were also witches. Just saying. <laughs> I think you. <laughs> I think that might be wishful thinking on your part a little bit. For sure. But um, there. Then we have gay is good. The anti-LGBT discourse of these times equated both male and female homosexuality with mental illness, inspired by Stokely Carmichael's "Black is Beautiful," gay civil rights pioneer and participant in. Uh, the annual reminders, Frank Kameny originated the slogan Gay is Good in 1968 to counter social stigma and personal feelings of guilt and shame. Uh, Christopher Street Liberation Day. Uh, early, on the, early on the morning of Saturday, June, June 28, 1969, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender persons rioted following a police raid on the Stonewall Inn. A gay bar at 43rd, 43 Christopher Street in Greenwich Village, Manhattan, New York City. This riot and further protests and rioting over the following nights were the watershed moment in the modern LGBT rights movement and the impetus for organizing LGBT pride marches on a much larger public scale. I always, that, that really resonates with me and you, I think, because, well, I, me with you and me in mind mm -hmm. because I we, we hung out at Stonewall Inn. We have yeah. you know, we we've had drinks there. We've we've spent time there with our friends. We have um I, I know her more than you do. 
a little bit. A, a drag queen, Rebecca Glasscock, mm-hmm. used to be the headliner at Stonewall Inn. Um, people may know Rebecca Glasscock from season one of RuPaul's Drag Race, but we knew we knew her in New York, and you worked with her a little bit mm-hmm. in in your industry and stuff. And you know, it's just like it was. It was almost like for me. Rosa Parks and like the, you know, Edmund Pettus Bridge, things like that happened in our backyard. For, yeah. But this was like our history as gay people. Um, and we, we spent time there. And, and, you know, it's New York City. So it's not like it's the four million of us in Alabama. There is millions and millions and millions of people who also hung out at Stonewall Inn and who go there almost somewhat like an exodus because that's where it started. Right. I think there's a reason that people go to Stonewall because mm-hmm. it's not pretty. It's not, you know, a glamorous place to go. And there's plenty of pretty glamorous gay bars and clubs to go to. But in New I York. love that. I guess that's why I love it is because it looks a lot like what it looked like back then. Right. A on hole purpose. in a hole in the wall safe haven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, after Stonewall, on November 2nd, 1969, Craig Rodwell, is his partner Fred Sergeant, Ellen Broidy, and Linda Rhodes proposed the first Pride March to be held in New York City by way of a resolution at the Eastern Regional Conference of Homophile Organizations meeting in Philadelphia. And it says that the annual reminder, in order to be more relevant, reach a greater number of people and encompass the ideas and ideals of the larger struggle in which we are engaged, that our fundamental human rights be moved both in time and location. We propose that a demonstration be held annually on the last Saturday in June in New York City to commemorate the 1969 spontaneous demonstrations on Christopher Street and this demonstration be called Christopher Street Liberation Day. No dress or age regulations shall be made for this demonstration. We also propose that we contact homophile organizations throughout the country and suggest that they hold parallel demonstrations on that day. We propose a nationwide show of support. All attendees to the ERCO, is the acronym, meeting in Philadelphia voted for the march except for Mattachine Society of New York, which abstained. Members of the Gay Liberation Front, the GLF, attended the meeting and were seated as guests of Rodwell's group, Homophile Youth Movement in Neighborhoods, HIM, H-Y-M-N, HIM. So basically, at that moment, they said, we're going to do a march, and we would like our sister cities all around the world to do this, whoever wants to do it. Um, There's now marches and prides and... There's they're in every they're on every continent now, mm-hmm. and it's because people deigned to say let's do it. You know they, they nobody ever gets their turn, right? Yeah. Nobody you know people are like stand in line and behave. Well, that doesn't get you anywhere. You have to yell, you have to scream, you have to shout, you have to let the presence be known, and yeah. you know, and that resonates with me. In that last year with Black Lives Matter, people had the time and space to go out in the streets and risk life and limb and risk health and, you know, risk catching COVID to say what happened to George Floyd was not right. Um, So we're going to stand out here and we're going to scream. 
until something's done. And they got it done. But that also happened in the gay community as well, the LGBT community as well. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's interesting, first of all, the concept that the first sort of major, what we now call Pride March, Mm -hmm. happened sort of in an outreach effort. It sounded like, based on what you were reading, that she was saying, the time has come for us to extend our reach to people outside of our struggle, basically. Well, and I think, I think for the most part, something people don't really realize, even Black Lives Matter, people, they they followed the rule book. They followed the playbook of Martin Luther King, and they followed the playbook of of activists throughout time, the suffragettes that everybody has that playbook where you start and you say, which you say your piece. Mm-hmm. You're not listening. I'm going to say it a little louder. Right. You're not listening. I'll say it a little louder. You're not listening. I will scream. If you're not looking at me, I will get your attention. I will throw something. You will be looking at me. Don't look away from me. You know, that's how it starts. And sure. If people would look and listen and consider, and be compassionate, then there would never be violence. There would never be riots. That's, I mean, that, that there wouldn't be that, but you don't, you're not going to give me your attention. I'll take it kind of thing. And that's where, you know, there was some unrest in the, in the starting of pride. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I don't think it can go without being said that pride, again, as we know it today, Started because of a police raid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, basically all of this happened because oppressed members of the LGBT, what we now call the LGBTQIA plus community, mm-hmm. were attacked in a place that they considered safe for them and were hurting nobody. Well, and that, yeah, I mean, that's true. And to, to bring it to our, to, to sort of highlight the moments of our history, you and I got together in 2010, and we went to 2010 Pride. Do you remember? In Birmingham. No, I don't remember. Do you not remember that? No. Oh, my gosh. Your memory is off. Because I remember we were in, it was mid-June. We were in, in Birmingham. We went to Five Points. Mm-hmm. Five Points South. Um, and, we, yeah, they had the parade. Because, remember, Genesis was the Grand Marshal that year. Mm-hmm. Our, Where were we standing? We were standing in front of, I think it's a Waffle House now. It uh-huh. wasn't a Waffle House then. But they're in the in the square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because don't remember this at all. There were I had, pictures were taken of me in front of the anti-LGBT protesters at the march. Really? And we were yeah we were and we were we were there and we were I think we were with Lauren Ashley, and Philip, which is interesting because Phil is now Lauren and Phil were dating mm-hmm. and now phil is now living in australia with a man mm-hmm. so it's just interesting that you know that but you know w- we did go to our first pride um and then in new york it was it was so funny our friend maya we, she had moved to new york from birmingham or yeah from birmingham and we were down in greenwich village getting some ice cream at the big gay ice cream shop and we weren't even like thinking about it. Yeah. We were just across the street from the, the Stonewall Inn getting ice cream at the big gay ice cream shop. And we heard this commotion and we were like, what is that? So we just wandered over. And that's not yours or my 
like we don't have a proclivity for being like, ooh, a crowd. Let's yeah. go see. What's happening? But something in that in the air was crackling. We were like, let's go take a look. And we lo- we were like, oh, the Supreme Court is deciding that uh, on gay marriage right now. That was the night that the Supreme Court said that marriage could not be restricted based on sex, on gender. Right. Um, anyone is free to marry anyone, no matter what their genders. And we were at the Stonewall Inn celebrating yeah, in the so streets, to be. eating ice cream, making friends just for one night. We mm-hmm. have no lasting friends from that no. moment. But it was. But I do remember people were hanging out of the windows. People were screaming, shouting, partying, kissing, dancing. I was going to say, I have. you say my memory is messed up, so maybe I'm just imagining things. But I feel like I remember a couple of people coming up and being like, can I hug you? Can I kiss mm-hmm. you? And we did. We were hugging and like kissing people and dancing and just like having the time of our lives because Whoopi Goldberg's mother says um, when Obama was elected president and people criticized her, but get over it. She said, we elected Obama as president. I feel like I'm, I can finally put my bags down because I'm home. Yeah. And, you know, that night it was like, I can finally put my bags down because... There's no limitations for what we could become in this country. There's no, there's no, you know, second set of rules for us on paper. Of course, that is true. Not so, you know, that still, once it's on paper, you still have to fight for it in society. Society, And, you know, that happening didn't stop those who would, you know, further oppress people who are not like them. Mm Mm-hmm. That didn't discourage them one bit. They just said, okay, we lost this battle. Now we need to turn to another battle. And yeah. it became all about trans people going into bathrooms. and Well, yeah, and we're still fighting. And that's, that's I mean, that's what, that's what it is. Like, we're not done yet. The work is not finished. We are fighting to let trans women, especially trans women, uh, participate in sports yeah. in women's sports that being said my i'm just kind of going through my experience of pride because um in new york i'm we marched in pride one year you were there with us right when we were marching in the pride parade or the pride march i don't remember i don't think so i think you were there for a little bit and then you had to go to work yeah i think i think that's so right. you cut off and off of fifth avenue and went to work yeah but, i think that's right but i and i was late for work i was like fudge <laughs> i can't leave I've got to do this. I want to. I want to march. You I'm know. with my people. I'm with have my seen, people. Have you seen that? Um, that little. I guess it's a TikTok or something where this guy who's dressed in like a pink short sleeve button down with his sleeve rolled up and everything walks into an office and he says, "Are you making copies move? I'm gay." <laughs> that was you that day when you came into work. I was. Yeah, I was. I'm like, gay. I'm gay. Well, I did. I did say that. I was like, "I'm gay. You've got to be nice to me." Yeah. It's pride. That's that is some of the experiences I had with pride. We've never been to Pride in L.A., but as far as Pride for you, what does that mean for you? Like, what? It, like, take me through your experience of Pride and and what have you, all of that. So I have kind of a a checkered feeling about Pride, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's far from uncommon. Um, I don't know. Like when you were discussing with me last night, you were like, hey, we need to do an episode. Uh, I kind of want to talk about pride. And I was kind of like, hmm, okay. And you were like, what's wrong? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, 
I, it's hard for me to kind of put into words succinctly. So Do try. The, well, the, the <laughs> listeners will have to forgive me for kind of waffling a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's not that I have... I'm ashamed of who I am because I'm not. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, if we were to compare sort of like our stories of how we quote unquote came to terms with us be- ourselves being gay, it was easier for me than it was for you. Yeah. But then my journey through sort of sharing sharing that with other people was not as easy for me as it was for you. In fact, maybe, I don't want to say harder, but I made it harder for myself, I want to say, I think is the I right agree way to say that. it. Well, you... Because I don't, you, I don't go face, ahead. I don't face things that scare me very well. Yeah, um, that's true. I will put it off and put it off and put it off for as long as I can, and I don't mind one bit. So, um, uh, yeah, like that, okay, and, that, and that has something to do with it for me. I what think. do you mean you don't mind one bit? Like, I would very, it would be very easy for me to just continually for the rest of time put off something that scared me. Why? Because I don't want to be scared. <laughs> but don't you feel that the the things that are most rewarding are the scariest? Yes. Do you feel that way? I do. Um, it's Okay. I think it's mostly because I am a control freak. Like, if you were to look up control freak in the dictionary, mm-hmm. I would m- my picture would be there among the other people like Barbara Streisand and Oprah, who are also control freaks. <laughs> my picture would be among them because I always like to be in control. I don't like uncertainty. I, I like to know what's happening. And it's almost frustrating how, for me, it doesn't matter how many times I do a scary thing and it turns out okay. That doesn't help it for me. I'm like, okay, but then this scary thing, who knows? This one could go badly. Well, and the control um, for really stepping into who you are and I don't want to I don't want to put myself in a position to sort of help you I use air quotes help you get to a space because I didn't get there easily either like I'm there now but it's like for me to be like so contrived about the whole thing of like it's very you just have to you know the you just have to trust yourself you just (laughs) all that you know I mean the gay people listening get it like yeah and that's why I'm talking it's, about this because I'm in the, I'm still not there, you know, and that's why I wanted right. to bring this up for me today when it comes to birth. well, and that's because that's the thing. But I just it, when you were like I'm a control freak, I feel like I'm still like I'm sweating a little bit doing this episode. Like I'm right. not 100 percent confident in being like I'm gay yes. and this is it, and you and I don't know why you and I both have never felt 100% confident in stepping out and say, and just not saying I'm gay, but just like letting all of the gayness that society has just wash over us. Yes. In that way, in a sense. You're so good at this. What? Like you are so good at putting into words the things that I can't like I was telling you, I won't go into it, but I was telling you that you did that so well Mm -hmm. about something last episode with Sam. Yes, yeah. that for years I have thought about, uh, had a similar mm-hmm. opinion and just couldn't put it in the words the way you did so easily. That's exactly how I feel too. But like I, and the irony for me is that it's called pride, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why I have sort of like wavering feelings about it because I don't feel 100% proud. Do you not? No. 
Well, okay, so let me... Before, Not 100%. I want to go into that, but I want to just finish up my point for just a second. Like you were saying, the control freakness of it. And I just wanted to say, for me, I don't... Like, I'm again, I'm sweating during this episode because I, I... I don't know. I just never fully let myself do it until recently. Like, just be out loud. This is who I am. Um, I was always very walking the line of acceptability to this day. And I don't even know that I realized I did it. Mm-hmm. Like, my Southern conservative family, I need to make them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I don't give a damn about doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. Because I love them, and I want to have a good relationship with them, but I will not diminish myself one bit. And And that's like, and you say right, but... It wasn't always easy for me. Like, I didn't realize I was diminishing myself by censoring myself for their comfort. Because I don't say anything that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. Yeah. That's it. Right. You know, that's not inappropriate. That's who I am. If you don't like it, get over it. If you don't accept me and my partner, who I am legally bound to, get over it. But, you know, now I'm just, but the whole thing you said about being a control freak, now that I don't give a shit what anybody thinks of me when it comes to being gay, there's power in that. Like, because if anybody has anything negative to say, I can just look at them square in the eye and say, you're dismissed. Mm -hmm. I don't need that. So there's power in that and there's control in that. And that's why I'm like, huh, you don't, you're a control freak, but having the ability to do that. Is because I mean that's the thing. Like, I they nobody will walk away. Nobody will walk away from me. You know, none of my family, the, none of my conservative family, they're not walking away. They're stuck with me. And the best way for them to have a relaxing period is for them to listen to me, or else I will make it very uncomfortable. <laughs> and that's fine because I can because it's me. It's all about me. When it comes to me being gay, it's all about me. And you have to deal with it. You know, that there's power in that. Um, I mean, I see what you're saying there. I guess my answer to that would be, that's power that I'd rather even not have to wield. Why? You know? Because... Uh, that Well, and, and that's the thing. That's an interesting topic. I turned the fan on because, like I said, I'm sweating through... I'm sweating from the topic because you and I are trying to get deep in pride. Deep into it. And I'm drinking hot tea. And so I've turned the ceiling fan on. And if you can hear it, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, why do, you, why do you think that's power you don't want to wield? Because, I mean, what do you mean? What does that look like, wielding that power to you? Well, I mean, you know, in an ideal world, I wouldn't have to. In an, you know, in an ideal situation, it wouldn't have to be a thing where I have to, like, say, I'm here and I'm gay and you're going to get used to it, family. Do you, you ever, know? well, do you ever, do you ever think about the people who might be coming along that you might be helping by doing that? No, you don't. Mm -mm. What if, what if you have a cousin who has a child who is gay and you have already forced your family to come to terms with that. And because they have done that, this gay child can come into a world and be okay. That's an interesting way to think about it. Cause that's, I would do that. 100%. 100%. I wouldn't mind that one bit. Like, you just don't know who you're helping 
by helping yourself. Right. In this I situation. Never thought about that. Because it, you have you have some experience with that. Well, I I do have a couple of cousins who are gay, but I mean and that is and that's pow- like letting my cousins know that I'm gay. You know who they are. I don't mm-hmm. want to I don't want to call them out because yeah. that's their story. But letting them know, like one cousin in particular, we got to be very close because I just forced it on him to tell him. I was like, I just want you to know this because mm-hmm. I, I suspected it. And I said, I want you to know this. And now we're very close. Right. Because of that. Because I said, I need you to know this. I'm safe. I'm a safe space for you. 100%. I'm safe. And, and he's older. He's older than me. I want I, just in mm-hmm. case anybody is mysteriously, you know, questioning anything. He's older than me, so that was that was something I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. But you said it's just interesting. You're like, I don't want to wield that power. Like, what is your hesitancy to step into the space of full pride? Um, well, for me, the the fear and the thing that scares me is always um, like people who are supposed to love you showing you that there are conditions for that, you know, mm-hmm. and especially very close family members. Um, yeah, it would just, it's one of those things where people say, don't ask questions. You don't want to know the answers to, I don't really want to know. I don't want to know what that would bring up in them. And I don't want to know what kind of walls that would put up between us. Like, that's why I always say, I'm not going to come out to my grandparents. Because where they are in their lives right now and their journey of life, I would just rather not rock the boat. I would just rather preserve the relationship that we have. Because especially with my dad, with my mom's parents, we are very close, and they uh, they treat me in very high regard. Mm-hmm. And I don't. But I also see that they that. they respect the hell out of you. They do. And I don't want to take that away from them and or I me. Don't, do you think that you could possibly wreck that re- that respect? Mm-hmm. You do? do. You yeah. think that would, you think they would, I mean, do you think that. For one more so than the other, but yeah. I mean, do you think that they wouldn't try to, to learn and understand? I doubt it. Why? I don't know. Why don't you give them more credit? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you, uh, you were also saying that um, pride, like you're, you don't feel fully enveloped in pride, in the in the concept of pride, right? And why is that? Um, well, what we were just talking about has some stuff to do with that, largely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I will admit that I have some uh, sort of. I don't know how to say it. I have some kind of like negative connotations about pride, I guess, because I feel like most people, when you hear pride, you think of the party. And, and is that bad? I think so. Why? I think the first thing you should think of is all the stuff that you were talking about earlier. You know, the, the reason why it's happening. Well, I mean, the pride is being proud of who you are. And do you, I, I personally think, I'm not trying to lecture you, and, I, and it, my tone is getting to that space where it seems like it's lecturing, and that's not what I'm trying to do. So I want to back that up. <laughs> um, but from my perspective, 
people are free to express themselves however they want. You know, that that's what pride is yeah, about. Yeah, I for know. Me. And I if you want to I mean like the party is to dress provocative if you want to dress provocative, dress rainbow if you want to dress rainbow. Like you're you're just you're screaming it from the rooftops. This is who I am, damn it. Look at me. I'm a human. I'm just as valid as you are. Get the hell over it. I got it. I, I get what it is about that for okay. me. Because I agree. Like, I'm not trying to say that in a judgy way. Like, people shouldn't party. Because people should do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You know? If that's how you're going to... If that's how your pride manifests, go yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. As long as... I mean, as long as you're not murdering somebody accidentally or on purpose then you do what you're going to do. I've got a list. Of, I've got a short list. If you, if you accidentally kill them. True. I wouldn't be mad. But would those people be at Pride? Not at Pride, but I mean, if you want <laughs> to, if you want to get like drunk on some whiskey and go on a trip, like have at it. But what, it, where it comes in for me is I feel like there is a pressure from the community mm-hmm. to be there. See, and, and that's, that's not, it's changing a little bit for me now that I am, getting more comfortable in myself and mm-hmm. getting more confident in myself just in general. Um, my reluctance to go out and do some kind of party thing mm-hmm. is fading a little bit. Okay. But it's still not my favorite thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially if it's like a big, huge crowd of people that are really going hard, that is not my scene at all. And um, I feel like there is a pressure that is put on us to do that. I get that. No, I get that because for me, my hesitance to do it is I would feel out of place. But Why all is that? Because I think I might too. I just, I don't know. We've never really, I don't know. We've never really had people who were like, come with us to Pride and let's yeah. do that. Like, I haven't felt welcomed by a pride group. Right. I get that. And that's like, and we've known people who did that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is it possible that I have let my own internal biases about myself put up a, put up the energy that I'm not interested. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to like use this space to sort of come into my own because I really want to, fully embrace who I am because this past year my dad died and some things became pretty clear to me in a lot of ways and in, in situations and I can't rely on the old ways, the old world, those people to make me feel fully embraced anymore. And for me, I I sort of don't feel like I have a place where I'm fully embraced anymore. Mm -hmm. Like a group. Right. This home with you, I do. You have been um, just, I mean, you've been phenomenal. And I think yours and my relationship has been evolving this year into a space that like we're thriving in a way that we never have before in Mm -hmm. our relationship. But as far as a unit goes, that's not really a thing that... Either of us really have. Well, I've never experienced it so much, and I'm ready to experience community in that way. I want to experience my community because this is my community. But you know what? And this is your community. You know what, though? I think when that happens, we have to recognize it and accept it. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that what do you mean? could be hard for both of us. It could It's hard for anybody. Um, because I think we are, I can think of a couple of people who might be opening that door for us. You and know? see, I, they might open the door and say, come on in. You can be part of our, our I'm unit. not really trying to like think of other, think of certain people. I just want to, I want to go out there and, and meet people too. I mean, we've got gay friends. We've got lots of gay friends, Yeah. but I'm not, and I, and, and I want, and I would love to, you know, spend more time with them now that COVID's over and everything. And, We've made plans, we've done things, but like also I'm ready to meet new people and new gay people and new LGBTQ plus people. Um, and this whole month on this show, we're gonna I'm gonna be having LGBTQ LGBTQ plus uh, people on the show to talk about different things and not just gay people. I want like people from people all over the spectrum. People from different facets of that life yeah. and um and I think if there is any uh, like actual pride celebration that I would want to go to, it would be this one though, because it's the post COVID pride. And I mean, I might be wrong for thinking this, but I don't think I am. It's probably going to be the first pride where people who are beyond those first four letters are so uh, visible. I think because now so. we have the full spectrum of LGBTQIA plus, mm-hmm. where not that long, just a couple of years ago, it was just LGBT. Yeah. I always say live by your hopes, not your fears. Um, so as far as pride in your life, what are your hopes? Like what is pride? Where does pride live in your life in the future? How do you want to celebrate pride in the future? Um, what do you want it to mean for you in the future? Like if I close my eyes and imagine the ideal scenario for me, it would just be that it would really just be that, I feel confident, comfortable, and safe to <laughs> to do pride to the level that I'm comfortable and then bowing out gracefully and knowing that nobody's going to have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as, again, I think you put go. a lot of pressure and maybe I do too. I might put a lot of pressure on you too. Um, maybe not a lot of pressure, but I might put pressure on you um, to do more, to, to, to be okay doing lots of stuff. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, because I, because would you say it's accurate that you're, um, you're, you're, you don't have a natural inclination to do things. Not <laughs> outside of the house. Like you that's would not true, but I don't have a, like my, that include other <clears throat> people. Right. That include large groups of other people and especially large groups of other people in crowded scenarios where it's, where there's lots of energy and it's loud. That sounds like the opposite of a great time to me. Have you ever tried just joining them, though? Like when people are dancing, screaming, laughing. Have you ever just tried to join them to see if it would see what it feels like to be a part of them? Probably not. Would you want to? Why not? That's the thing. Now I'm in a place where I'm like, I'll give it a try. And an honest try, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. My, my fear is always, and you know. If we're being honest, it's a little bit with you as well. What? My fear is that I will give it a try and be like, no, it's really not for me. And people will be like, isn't it though? You're not trying hard enough. Just come on, do something. Da, da, da. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that goes back to those things that I'm uncomfortable with when it comes to the festivities of pride. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's not, 
a very uh, welcomed place for people who are perfectly happy being who they are, have no shame about being gay, are happy to be gay, are happy to be part of the community, and just do it quietly. <laughs> I mean, what would that look like? And when like? I say quietly, I don't mean like... I mean, quietly as far as not really partying about it. <laughs> I... I want to venture something and this may not, you may not be comfortable with this just because this might be just a a conversation that should just be between you and me and not hundreds and hundreds of our closest friends. But do you think you sometimes hang on to that? You, you cling to your introvertedness like a lifeboat sometimes. No, I mean, I don't consider myself terribly introverted anymore. Not really. Do you not? Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I guess I just, it seems like sometimes you are, um, you try to like make it okay for you, like already give yourself the out, like give your like you walk into a room looking for the exit kind of thing. Sometimes, do you think that's true? Um, something like that, but I think that that is, I think that's the nature of it. Like nature I said, of what? I don't introvertedness, like. Like I said, I don't consider myself to be a terribly introverted person anymore in the sense that I do uh, enjoy hanging out with our friends a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there was a time where I wouldn't want to do that very much. It would just be like every once in a while I'd want to see a friend and any other time I want to be by myself. And now I want to do something all the time with our friends, you know. And I really, really love and value the time that we spend with those people in our lives. Mm Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, again, specifically, it's like, like if we were to go to a party at somebody's house or somebody's apartment Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of people there and it was a crowd, it's not so much that I'm like constantly, I don't know. It's not that I'm constantly thinking like, okay, 40 more minutes and I can go. But it is always in the back of my mind of like, you can go whenever you're ready. Mm-hmm. Well, something... And you're probably going to be ready before anybody else. <laughs> well, something that I think about as far as... Because we're talking about our complicated relationship with pride. Um, and just how... I, well, I haven't ever let myself fully embrace it with just enjoying it without thinking about what where's my place? What is this mean for me and something that I I want to keep evolving in my own pride and what that means is not just for pride month that means all year long Mm -hmm. we enjoy drag but we've never been to a drag show in LA I'm going to drag yeah I'm going to start going to drag I mean that's just my statement I would love for you to come too but sometimes um statement like you like this whole conversation is sort of made it so that it makes me a little leery about and asking you, do you want to go to go to a drag show? Because there's going to be lots of people there and that's going to make you uncomfortable. But see, drag shows are different for me because it's all about the performance. Mm-hmm. Even though you're in a bar setting and you're squished up with other people well, and it's I mean, loud, it's almost the same to me as going to a movie in the sense that nobody goes to a movie with the expectation of making friends. You know, even though you're surrounded by other people. Well, I mean, who, even though you you're surrounded by other people who ostensibly share interest with you because you're at the same movie. Well, you don't have to do anything with the expectation of making friends. You can do anything. Like if you go to a club to dance, 
you can go to the to the club with the expectation of dancing with your friends that you're going with. You don't have to go make friends. You can bring your own expectations to any circum any situation. You know, you can set your own agenda, and that's not something. I, again, not lecturing. I'm saying that out loud because that's something I'm now realizing as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been waiting for a perfect moment to sort of stick my toe in the water of just being out and about in LA and I haven't done it. And I'm just like, I'm going now. Yeah. I want to go because I want, I want to meet, I want to meet people. You don't have to, you know, that's, that's, that's my agenda a little bit, but also to have fun with my friends. And, um, I want to keep evolving in my pride and my own self is what I mean. So do you feel like you have any like hopes or, hopes for evolution in your own pride and your own heart? Um, I don't really know what would bring it about, but, um, cause I think that it would require more conversations like this between me and you and between other gay people, mm-hmm. you know, our other gay friends. Um, I just want to explore more of what it is that's holding me back from that. And then kind of, can go I, there. can I, um, can I give you a, a, a hypothesis mm-hmm. that you just have to do it? Like you, li- like I, my experience of you in the eleven years we've been together is you have to circle the wagon one hundred and ten times so that you can see it from every angle before you decide if that's what's right for you. Mm-hmm. But also at that's the other correct. <laughs> at the other side, you see one truth, one tiny little kernel of truth. Sometimes, and you go straight to the bottom line and you say, this is the way it will be for the rest of my life. I hate crowds. Like you might've had a terrible experience 15 years ago in a crowd and you're like, I hate crowds. Like you, you let one situation, um, determine the rest of your life sometimes. I don't know. You don't think so? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) do you not know or do you disagree? I think I disagree. You can disagree. I, that's just, uh, you know, an experience. I'm just, you know, seeing. I mean, th- that has happened before, mm-hmm. for sure. But I don't think that pertains to, or I don't think that applies to this particular situation. Oh, that was a hypothetical. I'm not saying that's fact. I'm saying, like, you could have a bad experience on the 101. You're like, I'm never taking the 101 right. because the 101 is always shit. And it's like, well, the 101 was shit that day because there was a five-car pileup. It might not always be like that or whatever. You you go to the bottom line sometimes. So I that's my hypothesis is you just need to grit your teeth and do it a little more. Well, I think that's part of it is I wish I didn't have to be that way. Why? I wish I didn't have to grit my teeth through anything. Well, the thing is, okay, here's again, part of my hypothesis is you have to grit your teeth and get and get through it because of your proclivity to decide how something is based on one experience. Like if you wouldn't do that, you wouldn't have to like decide how it is. Like this is the exact way it is. Like, like your, you, you kind of mentioned it here in this uh, podcast. Um, the party aspect of, of gay pride. You, you were like, it bothers you, right? Yeah. It bothers me that again, other people can do what they want. It bothers me that that is kind of the expectation that everybody's going to like go crazy. But who has put that expectation on you? I mean, if I can be honest, the community, the gay community. So 
the listeners are getting an interesting take on conversations in this house. Because this is turning into not a podcast, but a conversation that we have in yeah. this house. And we're trying extremely hard not to go... Like, we're trying to keep our radio voices on. Well, I think and you and I have, you know, over the past year or so, we've been really good about trying mm-hmm. to maintain our composure during these conversations. But now, even more so. <laughs> right. Because there's microphones in front of us. Because, well, I mean, it's, and it's like, I'm trying to get something out of you, and you're trying to be radio ready um so what you're trying to say is you don't even know what you really want to get out of like the pride month celebrations yes and i want to i want to i want to confess something and this is a big one Mm -hmm. this is like this is big for me like it's big um i feel a little stifled by your reticence because you're my partner and I want to fully embrace pride. Like I'm 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 feeling FOMO, fear of missing out, feeling like I'm missing something. I'm missing out on fully embracing pride by celebrating with our community in a sense, celebrating with our friends during the hot like it to me it feels like Christmas without singing jingle bells and putting up a Christmas tree a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel I'm not, I won't say I feel resentful, but I feel held back because you won't embrace more Hmm. in that. And that, that, that's something, like I said, that's big because I'm just kind of confessing that, that this is a this has turned into a hello pride we're a relationship talk now but that's that's where if i don't know i I haven't edited this episode yet and so (laughs) there i mean i may go back and be like wow this is real jagged energy because i could i could feel a little bit of attention coming in for you and me i mean i think um so i just wanted i wanted to just like i'm like well we got to get real we got to we got to explain the tension that and that is the tension i think it's all coming from me and that i'm getting i want more and I want you to want more. Um, and so I've been like, so what do you want? What do you want? And you don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, like I've said many times, other people can do what they want, but the huge party scene is not for me. At least not an all day thing, you know? Like, like I said, I'm at the point now. Is that your assumption, though, that it is a huge party scene? Like, yeah. Now, I, because I, I know we, we've talked about, we have friends who like get excited about the party, but like, I I I don't know. Like I don't know. Like you've never even experienced the party, so you don't know if you like the party or not. I guess is my thing. Right. Okay. So here's the and thing. that's where my frustrations come in. Here's the in, thing. In that set type of situation, I've never experienced the party, but all I hear about the party is that it is an absolute rager. So that's where I'm coming from. I think people are being. I think you think people are being a little blanched everywhere about it. I think and so. Way over. Well, and I think <laughs> if you if you're the type of person to do Molly, you're going to do Molly at, at at Pride. Or if you're the person to drop acid, you're going to drop acid at Pride. You and I will never drop acid at Pride. We'll never do Molly at Pride. We will never snort lines of cocaine at Pride. You know. Yeah. We will have brunch and have mimosas and sit with our gays and love our lives. You know that like, I guess that's why. I was like wanting to get what do you want out of this because that's something that you do. You you assess the situation rather than enjoy it. 
That's and the thing. T- at times, and and I'm your partner, and so I I have to wait for you to assess. Well, and there's a there's a repeating sort of habit for me, which is I can tell you about theory all day long, practice not so much about lots of things, mm-hmm. about sports, about all kinds of stuff. I can tell you all the stuff I know in my brain all day long, mm-hmm. but I've never experienced a lot of it. And celebrating pride is one of those things where. Like I said, in my head, I know that here, these are the origins, like you, the stuff you were talking about before. Mm-hmm. This is the history. These are the origins. This is what it's celebrated like now. These are the politics of it. Yeah. I know about all that, but I've never been to it because I base what the celebration of pride is on what I have heard. That's the theory that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And all that I hear is that yeah. it's a rager. You never hear about, you know, groups of nerdy gays who go to brunch and drink mimosas. You never hear about that, even though it happens. Because they're it you. Has to. You've never talked about it. <laughs> they're, they're people like you. Right. They're not on social media screaming about it. They're just doing it. Yeah. So that's so, what I mean. How do you want to do pride? That's what I'm And asking. that sounds great to me. So do it. <laughs> so let's and go hear, do it. So by the way, I just want to say, I'm sure the energy is jagged, and I hope the listeners are kind of okay with that. Because if I was listening to this, I would be really into it. <laughs> I hope so too. I like I really hope this. this is good. Like I'm starting a month long list of podcasts with about Pride and this I I I don't know. I suspect that this is something that people deal with. I think so. And that's I don't why know. I wanted to like, talk, that's why I was looking forward to talking about it even though it's a little tough. Um because what I want to ask you now is you say that you feel stifled and held back from celebrating Pride. Again, my first assumption with that is you want to go to the big parades and you want to go to the big parties and you want to mm. go there and be I crazy. I want to you and okay, so here's the thing. Remember back in New York, we went to a drag show mm-hmm. for Pride. Yeah. And it was the most fun that. we've ever had. Mm-hmm. We had so much fun. And I want to do that here. I want to go see the drag queens who are working their ass off and I know they hate it a little bit because they're Probably. so f- freaking tired. Um that you know, I want to see that drag show. I want to see. I want to do you know, some stuff. I'm I'm ready to fully embrace life, and part of me feels like I can't fully embrace life with my partner because my partner is always assessing it before he'll do it. And my uh, one of my favorite quotes, we all know it, is the quote by Theodore Roosevelt in the arena. Mm-hmm. Daring greatly. So I will tell you then, you were asking me, you've asked me a couple of times, what is it that you want? How would you do this? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, like, when I think of how would I, Ethan, want to celebrate Pride on the Day of Pride? Month of Pride, really. But Well, but Pride on the day, week. yeah. Pride week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to, uh, shocker, sleep in. And then I would like to get up. Well, we don't have to have a whole calendar of it, you know. No, but I'm going to tell you. Agenda. I'm going to tell. Like again, this is me. I like agendas, and I'm going to give you. (laughs) I'm going to give you the agenda of how I want to do it. Sleep in. Wake up. Have breakfast with you. Go to lunch with our friends. Have mimosas. Have bloody marys. Mm -hmm. Have what we want to do. I hate bloody marys. They're like I like bloody. They're pizza in a glass. I haven't had a ton of them, but I like them. Um. And then I don't know, like, go see a movie. I don't know, like. Have do whatever we feel like we want to do to have fun in the afternoon, and then go out for the night. Go see a drag show. Go do something, mm-hmm. and then I'll probably come home at ten o'clock. 
I don't know about that. I will not let you come home at 10 o'clock because you're not an old lady. I'm just saying. If you were, <laughs> we were leaving out it to till, me. We were out till 2 a.m. the other night and you were just fine. I was not just fine. You were, you you whittled yourself into a pulp over it because you're like, I'm out till 2 o'clock. You're theorizing and you just got to do it. You got to go out and get in the arena and find out and win and lose. And that's what I hope for us this pride year. I want to do some things and find out if we like it or not. I want mm-hmm. I want you to do things you don't think you're going to like even though you are theorizing you won't like them. Try them for me and try them for yourself. And because at the bottom line, we have to remember we're doing it to celebrate our freedom as gay people and we're doing it to celebrate the struggles that were had in the streets of New York and across America. And, you know, the the struggles that people fought for. So. I agree. And I mean, I think w- what's happening to me this year uh, is before I felt like there wasn't really a, a clear, evident place for somebody who wants to celebrate pride like me. So I just didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. But now I am thinking about it. And I'm going to find it. Uh, I'm sure it's probably almost time for us to let these people go. But um, I feel like we haven't gotten to talk about you a lot this episode. So I'd like to kind of briefly hear about what you have to say. What do you mean? What are your reluctances, is that a word, about pride? And what are you hoping to get out of it? Honestly, uh, my reluctances about pride, what it boils down to is I feel... Like, I don't have anybody to share my excitement with. Honestly. Like, I I don't have friends that talk to me about being excited about doing Pride events. And I you don't really get excited about doing events, uh, in my experience, of especially with Pride stuff, you know? So, I just kind of keep it quiet. And, like, I've always gotten through Pride, even though I wished I could have been doing something every single year. To celebrate pride. But that's why I wanted to do this podcast this year. I was like, huh, I'm going to, I've been thinking about it. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to celebrate pride on my podcast. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the uncomfortable things in my life of like, just, I still don't feel 100% comfortable just, you know, talking about certain things, but I'm doing it anyway, because I've been conditioned from birth that, you know, talking about, like, I'd been conditioned from birth that gay is bad. Right. And I think a lot of people like, um, like us are, condi- are, we grow up and we sort of get through all of our, you know, deprogramming to know that gay is fine. Gay is good. But also we land at talking about it is not great mm-hmm. with certain people. And I've talked, I talk about it with everybody, but broadcasting it. Cause literally the- there are 7 billion people on this planet and this show is accessible to 7 billion people. Not all 7 billion people are going to hear it, Yeah, but it's accessible. It-, it is to the world, you know? And that's what's like, okay, this I've never done this. But I'm doing it now, and I am uh, 
determined to look for people who want to celebrate pride and celebrate life as a gay man because I never really fully have celebrated being gay because there's always been these people who would whisper in the back of my mind that that's not okay. Okay. I mean, I get that. And I mean, it's interesting that you say that because I got some level of that sort of programming from, from birth that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't think I did nearly as much as you did, but it was there. Um, but that had never really been an issue for me. Like I remember as a very little kid, I had learned how to skip and it was the most fun thing in the world. So I would skip all over the place and daddy would say, boys don't skip. And I was like, whatever. And just kept skipping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it's interesting that that's something that you are kind of still experiencing and working through that kind of those, those little voices in the back of your head that still say, yeah, you can be gay all you want and you can be happy with yourself about it all you want, but you can't talk about it. Don't share it with other people. Well, and that's the thing I'm ready, but it's lonely to do it by yourself. You know, mm-hmm. and I do, I do feel like a little bit, if I were to do it, I'd be doing it by myself, you know, what would make you change that? Like what would change that for you? Thinking about it, you know, just keep thinking about what I want to do and I'm going to go do it this year mm-hmm. with people or without people. I'll go if the, if nobody else wants to go to a drag show, I'm going to go to a drag show all by myself. You know, maybe I'll meet people who want to hang out with me at the drag show there. You know, that's, that's sort of where, I mean, and that's not to be sad. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm not waiting on life. I'm not waiting on my people. I'm not waiting on anything to get, to go do what I want to do with celebrating pride and celebrating me and celebrating the fact that I can live free just exactly who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what we should do, but we need to figure out, we need to find some kind of schedule <laughs> for the, for the drag shows. Where's the gay out, schedule? Where's please? the gay schedule and figure out which ones we want to go to. Well, not just drag shows, but there's events all over the city. I mean, I'm, I don't oh, yeah. know. I don't know what's going to happen this year. I'm certain that the gays are like, Forget COVID. We're doing, we're doing what we're doing. But I mean, you know, the the week of COVID, I mean, the week of COVID, <laughs> the week of Pride is after everything is reopened in the state. Mm-hmm. So I guess technically they're doing it correctly. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to go do things. And I'm vaccinated. And, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But I, I just, I think about the year 2020 and honestly everything that I've been through I mean I know that I've talked about it ad nauseum on this show but grief changes you your parent dying changes you having to give up two gay friends because you felt unseen and felt a little unloved that changes you and I've there's no going back for that for me. So, well, tell me this then. Uh huh. Give me something. I mean, we know drag shows, but uh-huh. more specific than that. Like, give me something specific 
that you want to do to celebrate Pride this year? I think I want to do something very specific with gay friends. Like a brunch or dinner. Dinner at, you know, somewhere interesting. Like maybe, I don't know, like a brunch at the Abbey or something. Or somewhere that is, you know, special. Yeah. And just having a moment with gay people talking about gay things and really just embracing gayness. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's that's the thing. And I hope that people from my hometown are listening. Y'all fucked me up. Hello. Sorry. I'm just saying it. Y'all did. And that's something that, I mean, how many other gay people identify with that? Mm Mm-hmm. So... But that I don't want to. That I, I know it sounds a little bit like a somber moment, but we're not ending on a somber moment because we're gonna go do have. We're gonna have fun this year. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do something. We're gonna have fun in the month of celebrating Pride. Um, we've got lots of people coming on. Well, not lots of people. There's only so many weeks in the <laughs> month of June, but we are gonna have gay themed or LGBTQ themed episodes for all of june to celebrate pride and i brought you a little bit of the origins of pride this episode i'm going to bring you some more of the history some more of the newsmakers, um the harvey milks of yeah. it all to talk about that a little bit more too in the coming weeks but guys happy pride and happy pride you know get vaccinated because we all want to get back to celebrating life whoever we are Whatever life we're living, we want to celebrate. And you can do that with friends if you're vaccinated. Follow me on Instagram at Kyle L. Henderson. And on Twitter. I don't really tweet that much. Maybe I'll start tweeting again at Kyle L. Henderson. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. And thanks for having an interesting and what might have been a little bit of a difficult conversation with me today. And for the friends. Because <laughs> those conversations are usually saved for us alone. Yes. So I hope our conversation inspired somebody today. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope that uh, you you know somebody out there heard that they're not alone if they are also struggling with their identity as a person in the queer community. Right. I love you. I love you. Love you.